Hello, I'm Stephen Bradley. I'm an anesthesiologist and clinical medical ethicist. I am the host and creator of the Black Doctors podcast, and I also host the weekly edition of Ethically Sourced. This is a supplement to the Black Doctors podcast where I seek to discuss issues and topics that are relevant in the realm of clinical medical ethics and equitable delivery of care with the goal of improving the care that we provide to our patients and to our patient populations that have a history of being disenfranchised and receiving poor care. Hopefully the things we discuss are relatable and tangible and you can incorporate them into your day-to-day interactions with patients of all types and from all backgrounds. This week, I'm going to be reviewing an article in the AMA Journal of Ethics. It was actually published in February of this year. The first author on this was Dr. Alden Landry. I know that he is doing a lot in this realm of health equity and increasing diversity in the healthcare workforce. The article is entitled, How Should Health Professional Education Respond to Widespread Racial and Ethnic Health Inequity and Police Brutality? When it comes to education in the healthcare-related fields, there's always a need to change the curriculum and the content and the topics of education based upon new knowledge that comes to play in the realm of the sciences but also in the realm of social issues that, you know, as we know, social issues are always evolving. The social issues have a significant effect on students, learning environment, as well as the patients that we serve and take care of. This article specifically addresses the situation and offers some recommendations to support ongoing action by students and faculty in the health professions to be able to apply this to the issues that are ongoing in the United States, issues of racism and the murder, violence, and oppression against Black people by the police, as well as the healthcare inequities that were exposed by the COVID-19 pandemic. When it comes to health professional school, we know that there are certain core competencies that these schools must provide education about. These schools are assessed and judged on the knowledge that they impart to their students, the critical thinking skills are necessary, professionalism, how they address social determinants of health and healthcare, and how do they communicate these issues to their learners. These curricula must adapt to changes in technology, advances in science, and new teaching strategies. As we know more, there's more to teach. As we continue to learn, there, we also learn that there are different ways of teaching these concepts. Unfortunately, it can be somewhat of a struggle to incorporate these lessons, and unfortunately, it can be difficult to adjust these curricula based upon the ongoing real-time issues in the social sciences and ongoing social injustices. For the last several years, there's been continuing change and disruption and unrest. As we know, the advent of social media as well as recording devices being more popular and freely available, we've seen higher exposure to the violence that is perpetrated towards minorities in this country, especially when at the hands of law enforcement. Through this exposure, we've been able to gain allies and and Black, Latin, other minorities that have been 
vulnerable and oppressed by structural racism, along with other allies, are able to join together and stand up against this tide of racism that is built into the fabric of the United States since it was founded. In the last years, we've seen the police murders or police-associated murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Tony McDade, and many, many others. And these instances have prompted appropriate public outrage and unrest about this long-standing history of police brutality and structural racism within the criminal justice system. When you add the complication of these racial and ethnic health inequalities that are magnified by the murder and abuse of Black people by the police, we begin to develop this idea or concept of the ongoing toll that racism has on us as a population. The profound effects of racial oppression, structural inequality, and discrimination have been made more evident by the disproportionate health and economic consequences of the COVID-19 pandemic on Black, Latin, and other historically marginalized communities. These students in the health professions must learn the art and science of their professions while also distancing themselves from each other and their loved ones and managing their own emotional responses to multiple stressors of social unrest. All this in the context, of course, of this COVID-19 pandemic. This paper goes on to suggest what health professions, schools, and educators can do to help in this area. And this paper provides eight recommendations in doing so. As educators, we can model how to pause, recognize, and reflect, even as we care for others by doing the following eight things. First, they recommend educating yourself on how current strife is embedded in historical content. We have responsibilities to learn first ourselves as educators about the students that we're teaching about the different populations that we're discussing in our classroom. We need to understand the historical, social, and cultural situations and how they're affected by systemic racism, health inequity, and social determinants. Faculty development opportunities should be offered by all health profession schools to help faculty learn and competently teach how our country's deeply entrenched histories of racism and oppression are manifest and compounded in today's current crises. Their second recommendation is to recognize that students might be struggling with social isolation, cognitive overload, depression, anger, pain, sorrow, fear, detachment, and many other feelings that can interfere with their learning and engagement in classrooms and clinical environments. A range of such feelings can manifest as the missing assignments or not being able to participate in difficult discussions. They may have trouble concentrating or preparing to sit and learn in these environments. We need to prioritize de-escalating stress in the learning environment specifically so students can navigate these challenges. They give an example that cold calling upon students might create more fear, exhaustion, and anxiety for those who have been unable to fully engage in the subject matter. Continue to wait for volunteers to answer certain questions or use a system of student participation that leaves room for students to attend to their own needs by tempering their levels of engagement when needed. We must be attuned to students' stress levels and perhaps model more flexibility in our approaches to normal requirements and deadlines. Clinician educators have typically had training in addressing grief and sorrow, but many have not been trained to address students' anger and frustration in response to current crises. 
Educators must be prepared to address a range of students' emotions and to compassionately and meaningfully respond to maintain focus when appropriate. Processes for students to confidentially express and report concerns about bias and racism and to receive support must also be clearly delineated in health professions schools. Their third recommendation is to create safe spaces for students to engage in discussion about large scale current events. To do so invites these students affected by these events to name and identify their emotions. They can share their feelings and bring their entire selves to the task of strengthening the learning communities and collective inquiry into their experiences by their classmates. Consider reaching out. Some students might seem disengaged, lost, or unable to express their feelings. Let them know that you see this, that you care about them, and you realize these current events could be extremely distressing and an incredible distraction for them and that you are there for their uh, support. Their fifth recommendation is to be flexible. Sometimes you may need to change teaching and learning plans or, or teaching and learning styles to consider instead real-world, real-time issues. Educators can use these real-world issues to teach about the legacy of racism in medicine and to discuss ways to counter racism and how we interact with each other and deliver care to our patients. These interactions are directly linked to key core competencies. The pandemic in and of itself presents the opportunity and the need to educate students about public health principles, social determinants of health, communication strategies, and the biology of viral infectious disease. If not identified, the opportunities to discuss these topics will be missed. They recommend monitoring your own emotions and levels of engagement. We probably all need to take some extra care to connect with each other and our respective sources for support during these crises. Students might direct frustration towards their educators, their institutions, or the healthcare system at large, and we must model trying not to take certain comments personally. Number seven, they recommend if you feel unsure about how to discuss racism in the classroom, trust the educational alliance. So expressing solidarity with and support for students and listening to students are key features of caring learning environments. Be available and continue to listen carefully. Finally, they recommend that we let students guide selection of health inequity inquiries. Fewer than half of internal medicine residency programs have any teaching on health disparities, and only 66% of medical schools required teaching social determinants of health at an academic level, and far fewer at higher levels during the 2018 to 2019 academic year. Undergraduate medical education has an opportunity to lead by teaching about health equity and advocacy. And the Association of American Medical Colleges and the Accreditation Council for Graduate Medical Education should set explicit curricular goals for quality teaching and learning about racism and health equity. Teaching about the influence of racism, segregation, and other social determinants of health should equip students with the skills, knowledge, attitudes, and resilience to advocate for our vulnerable patient populations and to reduce health inequity. Enabling students to participate, organize, and collaborate can motivate health equity, provide opportunities for community-engaged learning, and generate hope and solidarity. In conclusion, the authors state that the Association of American Medical Colleges' statement on police brutality and racism in America and their impact on health ask educators to demonstrate empathy and compassion and to acknowledge the influence of pain, grief, and trauma on healthcare as well as the learning environment. We have these opportunities and obligations now to model anti-racism in practice 
in teaching and in learning. I applaud the authors of this paper. Again, it was featured in the February 2021 edition of the American Medical Association Journal of Ethics. The article was entitled, How Should Health Professional Education Respond to Widespread Racial and Ethnic Health Inequity and Police Brutality? The authors listed on this paper include Dr. Alden Landry, Dr. Rose Molina, Dr. Reagan Marsh, Emma Hartswick, Raquel Sandoval, Nora, uh, Dr. Nora Osman, and Dr. Lenore Fernandez. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Ethically Sourced. Hopefully, the article just discussed can help guide the care that you provide to your patients and how you interact with learners in your health professional learning environment. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe. Please share with someone else that may benefit from hearing information like this. Head over to iTunes to leave a rating or a comment on the podcast as that helps our reach, helps us reach and influence more people to become more ethical, equitable clinicians. Tune in Monday to the next episode of the Black Doctors Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Dr. Stephen Bradley, your host. Go forth and practice ethically. I think it's going to be a new tagline. I don't know. I come up with some way to kind of close the show out. So that might be it. Let me know what you think. Go forth and practice ethically. Maybe add some sound effects or something. Mm-hmm.